Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Following is an encore presentation. Welcome to Joy of Business with host Simone Milesis, a dynamic business leader with a difference. Simone has founded and operated many businesses from a young age and has always done business differently. Today, Simone is the worldwide coordinator of Access Consciousness and travels the world presenting Joy of Business programs using access tools and empowering people to know that they can create business in a different way and make money doing it. Simone Milesis, weekly on Ohm Times Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Joy of Business with Simone Millicent. And you're joined today with, with me with the lovely Diva Diaz. So welcome, Diva. Hello. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> so we're actually both in Venice, Italy. Um, this is a pre-record, so sorry we can't join you live, but I'll actually be on a plane on the way home after six weeks of traveling and having an awesome time uh, doing being business, facilitating classes, hanging out with Gary Douglas and Dane here while they do their classes. It's like, it's been awesome. So end of the tour in Venice, Italy. How does it get any better than that? So today we have Diva on and the show title is, Is Thinking Stinking Up Your Business? So I'm joined here, as I said, with Diva. She's our guest here today. Now, she began her working career in economic media, um, like as in Forbes, The Economist, Le Monde, The Washington Post, The Times, and later in economic intelligence. So for many years, she traveled the world working and meeting with heads of state, ministers in government, and blue-chip CEOs in Africa, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, Asia, and Latin America. Quite a few. However, despite what looked like success on the outside, Diva always had a sense of extreme stress, failure, and exhaustion that she could not seem to shift. Um, Diva noticed that many people that she worked with also had this and wondered why, despite their having money, success, intelligence, and even power, they were all the most part unhappy. So from childhood, Diva surrounded herself with modalities of all kinds, like so many of us, I know. (laughs) She knew that there had to be something more to the world than meets the eye or the logical mind. She spent most of her free time seeking how to create what she knew was possible in the world, studying, reading, and learning everything she thought she she needed to create the quality of life and sense of peace and joy she strived for. It wasn't until she came across the pragmatic tools of access consciousness that she realized the change she can be, and it's easy. And choice is something that we all truly have available to us, so, so we should choose them. 
uh, Diva travels around with us all the time, and I love it. I, Diva actually used to uh, work next door to me. She used to live next door in Prigium Beach, Australia. <laughs> so you have lived all over the world, Diva. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny. I, I think of the memories there. That's why I laugh. Well, we used to, okay, so Deep and I used to joke around saying, you know when you're on Skype and it's like when you're Skyping someone, you sort of tend to Skype and you just walk away. If you go to have a shower or make a cup of coffee or something like that, you don't sort of go, and now I'm going to do this. Like, it's not like a telephone call. So you just sort of leave and then you'll come back and you'll be like, oh yeah, and you pick up the conversation. So our verandas were right out, you know, at the same sort of almost the same height at the front and we used to call it Skype veranda because we talk and then you find you just like walk away <laughs> it's like, and go off and start creating something. So it was always fun. You're like, exactly. Diva, yelling out, you wake. <laughs> so the doing show, business from the veranda. Doing business differently. That's what it was. <laughs> Sunday morning. Exactly. Get out of bed, I've got an idea. <laughs> So is thinking sticking up your business? Can you give me a little bit more information on what you mean by this title, Diva? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am like, I'd say I'm one of the most like champion thinkers on the planet, <laughs> which by that I mean for so many years and up until recently actually, I found it really hard to like switch my brain off, if that makes any sense. I mean, I remember, um, you know, even before setting access, I would go to sleep and I would be dreaming while also thinking about my meetings the next day, while also having another train of thoughts trying to not think about those other things that were going on. And that's only while I was asleep. Um, <laughs> so for me, part of what I was always seeking was like, how do you have that sense of peace and not like sabotage yourself with this internal conflict that goes on in your head? Um, so that was one of the things that I, you know, I mean, Simone, you and I have worked together for, um, I think, maybe two, three years now. So it's like one of the things that I love about working with Access is how it really just shows you a different space that you can create from where it doesn't have to be from so many thoughts and getting it right. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's kind of like the the bigger picture of it. <laughs> So how much do you see that it does sort of disturb your business and, and like, because I, I know what you mean. It's like you, you meet these people and because, I mean, I know in Access Consciousness we talk about, you know, your knowing is so quick. It's like the click of a finger. Mm -hmm. It's quicker than that. It's like, you know, and you can test that out by, you know, things like when somebody calls on a phone and you go, I knew you were going to call. And it's like we're so yeah. quick to sort of, acknowledge something like that, like I knew someone was going to call or I knew, you know, someone was going to pop around or whatever that is. But when it gets to the bigger choices, especially with business, people tend to do this thing of going to their knowing, which is so quick, and then they'll start to think about it. I mean, how many times have you been told to weigh out the pros and cons and it's like, oh my goodness, to me that's like torturous. And it's like start yeah. thinking about it rather than actually following your knowing. And I know one of the things we do talk about in Access Consciousness and if you can have that in business, it's like it can create incredible possibilities for you if you're willing to actually follow what you know. So what does that mean? It's like you can, you know, as soon as you make a choice, choice creates awareness. So it's like choice creates awareness, you have an awareness. Just because you make a choice doesn't mean you have to stick to it. It's like you can, you know, change it at any time and be like, oh, well, that was an interesting choice. Didn't show up the way I thought it was going to show up. Did it show up greater? Or do I need to choose something else? 
rather than this whole thinking about yeah. it. I mean, we work with someone who, for quite a while, every time you ask him a question, he'd be like, oh, let me think about it. And it'd be like three days. And you'd be piling up with all these different questions on business of what choices we had to make. And it was like, but he was always trying to think about how to make the right decision rather than actually yeah. just choosing. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting about that? Like, um, I know, like, one of the things that we had spoken about before the show, too, was kind of like, okay, what are some of the different personality traits that are actually a huge gift, but we often confuse them and we think that they're they're kind of, like, not generative or they're bad? And one of the things that I had really found was, for me, I was always being told that I change stuff too quickly or I always want to change things or, you know, I do something, I create something in business, like... I set up a meeting, and then I want to change the course of the meeting when I'm there. Um, and that's, to me, like, that relates so much to what you're saying, Simone, about, like, the choice creates awareness. Because I think in this reality, like, we're really taught that business is separate to our lives. But it's like, if you go to a coffee shop, and you look at the menu, and you want to order a latte, and then you see someone walk away with a mocha that looks delicious, how often do you allow yourself to quickly make, like, a change in that moment, you know, and go... Actually, you know what? No, can I change that? Like, can I have a mocha instead? You know, and and that makes rather like than the latte choice. that you get every single day, and you have to choose it exactly. because that's what you've chosen every single day, and it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, but like to me, it's always been like, well, why wouldn't you be in business the way that you are in your life as well? You know, like rather than separating the two, like I would have this this kind of alter ego personality when I used to do business. Like now I must like talk this way and I would like my face would change and I'd have like my serious face on and stuff. But I would still, there was still always an element of like my natural personality (laughs) where I would be in a meeting. And if the meeting, if the person that we were meeting with wasn't happy, I wouldn't continue forcing things in one direction. I would change the energy. I would be willing to choose something different. Um, And that's what I see you know, part of like if a, is thinking stinking up your business is like when you're thinking so much, you have to get it right. Like you have to go with the plan or you have to go with, um, I don't even know what, but I remember, um, Simone, once you were asking me like, oh, you know, like something about lining your ducks up. And I was like, what does that mean? Like having all your, your ducks lined up in a row. I was like, ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even know what that is. and to be honest I still don't know what it is but it's like you know those ways that we stick ourselves so much by not being willing to follow something greater that may be more appropriate in the moment in whatever business situation you're dealing with well the funny thing is too Diva you say like in business that this is what you know a lot of people would do but it's like how much in life are you actually judged for changing your mind as well I mean, I know when I, for years and years and years, it's like when I decided to go overseas traveling when I was 19, you know, I told everyone I was going for six months and I ended up going for three years. And then when I came home, everyone was like, well, you've, you know, got that out of your system now, you know, patting me on the back. So now you're going to settle down and get a, you know, a good safe job. And I was like, what? And I was like, no, this is just the beginning. And it's like, that's when I started to ask for work to show up that allowed me to travel, like sort of added that. But that's not considered... Um, it's not considered stable and it's like, I mean, for years and it's like at family gatherings, people would be like, oh, she'll be happy when she finds the one. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's like, oh, I'm happy now. And it's like, but if you don't meet the requirements of this reality and you do have this stickleness, like how many jobs have you had? Like I had so many different jobs, but for me it was so interesting. I wanted to find out how, 
how all those different industries work and including how the industries work and how, you know, I mean, I remember one time when I came back from overseas and got a job at a company that I could have, literally they had quite a few jobs going and I knew the owner and he said, what would you like? Like there was these sales positions and, you know, manager of showrooms and things like this and I said, oh, can I get the job in the warehouse? And he looked at me and he goes, but you're too overqualified for that, Simone. And I went, yeah, but I just want to work in the warehouse. And I just I just need to do something like that. And he kept trying to convince me to do something else. And I was like, no, I really want to work in the warehouse. And he's like, I can't pay you as much. And I'm like, that's fine. So I worked <laughs> in the warehouse with the warehouse boys, packing orders and doing all this stuff. And I had so much fun for about eight months. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I became like their national sales manager. And, you know, and then I ended up working on commission as well, which was awesome. But the interesting thing was I learned so much and I had so much respect in their company because every single person knew that I knew exactly how everything worked because I'd worked in the warehouse with all the, you yeah. know, from the ground up sort of thing. And it's so... Exactly. It's, but that's, it's also, sort of, that's one of the situations... Well, like, you couldn't ahead. have really thought yourself into that. Like, if you had, no. like, you know, before you started working, tried to plan that out, like this year I'm going to do this to create this result and get everybody to, you know, whatever that is. Like, What I find is that when you're trying to think things through, that's never as great as what can actually show up. No, I know. I was just trying, I was just following the energy. I was literally choosing what felt like was going to be the most fun for me. And it's like how many times do you not choose what's actually going to be the most fun and you think, you, you sort of think it out to choose exactly what you, you know, everyone else thinks that you have to choose. So everything is that is, let's destroy and uncreate it, and let's choose for the fun of it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So we're going to head off to a break, and we'll be back soon. Simone Millicis would like you to know that business can be fun, which is why she wrote the book, Joy of Business. What if you could have the joy of business rather than the stress and struggle? Most of the time, the only thing stopping you from a thriving business is you. In the Joy of Business book, Simone gives you access consciousness tools and pragmatic ways to get out of your own way and to create the business, life, and living you know is possible and beyond what this reality says is achievable. Business is joy. It's creation. It's generative. It can be the adventure of living. You can purchase your copy of the book through Amazon or Joy of Business website, www.accessjoyofbusiness.com. The Laying Out of Hands Healing Radio Show is about treating the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Join me, Charles Smith, as I share life balancing measures such as nutrition and spiritual practices to help you take charge of your own health and wellness every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Own Times Radio. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Unity. The truth is, you can't change the world if you're broke. I know, I tried. Isn't it time you turned your life's calling into a profitable, freedom-based business? I'm Michelle Barr. Join me every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern for Sacred Success. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. The cutting edge of conscious radio. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Joy of Business with your host, Simone Mellisus, and a lovely Diva Diaz. Uh, she actually lives in Dublin at the moment, in Ireland, um, and we're both in Venice, Italy, and we're talking about is uh, thinking stinking up your business. So uh, I've got a couple of questions here that I wanted to ask you too, Diva, and one of the things is what makes it so that so many people in the world think they're not capable of creating what they desire? What's your point of view? <laughs> My point of view is that I think, okay, one of, I'm like, how many thoughts can I have at one time? (laughs) Okay, so no, let's stop here. What do you do with that? Because I've worked with you for a long time and you you do have, like, I I get that this reality asks a question, right? And you're supposed to have this, like, here you go, here's here's the information or here's the answer. Rather than when someone asks you a question... Yeah, and it's like how many times in business meetings or, I mean, I love Dane here, one of the guys we work with, when he's facilitating a class and he's just like, 
and it's like he's like oh, he always says I'm so OCD, ADHD, like you know autistic, everything and all of that in one sort of thing because you do you have all of these pieces of information that you'd like to give to people and yet you're supposed to get it like think it out sort of thing and instantaneously and go this is going to be the right answer rather than actually acknowledging yeah. or even saying to someone in a business meeting going hey give me a sec I've got so much information I'm just wondering Absolutely. which which piece of information is going to be the most relevant here and and take yeah. a moment sort of to breathe when someone asks you a question because there is because I know you and I know you have a lot of information with this as well and I also know that you're incredibly autistic OCD ADHD <laughs> and everything it's called being a humanoid <laughs> exactly well but that's what I love and I think like it's it's being a humanoid and it's being one of those creative minds in the world where it's like you can either go out and just kind of like explode into this like volcano of possibilities or you can just get bogged down in all of the stuff in your head. And just like you said, like, you know, when somebody asks you a question, you're supposed to come up with the instantaneous answer. I mean, I remember being in business meetings and then being like, oh, you hesitated. Therefore, that must mean X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, I just have about 20 things and I don't have you know, 20 mouths to speak with. <laughs> no, so so let me like, ask you a I'm question. Kind of... <laughs> yeah. Because you just said something that I think is pretty um, important to a lot of people listening here because I know that what we're talking about here is, is not, you know, uncommon. And you said that, yeah. you know, when you're in a business meeting or something like that and then you, you have all these thoughts so you feel like you get bogged down. What tools? Can you give a couple of really simple tools for people who know yeah, that they function absolutely. like that and, and what can they use and what can they ask? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the first thing that I do to myself in my head is I ask, okay, what's required here? What's the first thing I can say here? Like, if I were, if I were kind of like listening to myself speak, what would make the most sense? Because often, like, thoughts make sense to us because we have all the background information that goes with that. But what I've learned over the years and what I've learned working with you a lot, Simone, is that a lot of the information that is in our heads doesn't necessarily convey to other people which is what I see a lot of people kind of like. But do you know what I mean? It's like you have an idea and you go, oh, I've said all of it because you know all of the background that you're thinking of. You see the future that you're aware of. You see all the possibilities. You get the sense in your body of like excitement. And then you may say two lines and expect the other person to get that same information. So the, and that doesn't always happen because, you know, not everybody thinks in the same way. So what I, what I've always done my whole life actually is I realized that I had to just be really aware of like, okay, what does this person require to hear? Not so much like what do they want to hear to be happy with me and love me and think that I'm great and that my idea is good, but more like what is the first piece that I need to say here? And and stuff just starts to come out of your mouth, which is what I love about this because there's also no thinking involved in those extra steps. It's not like you're adding extra thinking to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. because And I see that so many people do this thing of like, oh, I'm misunderstood or I'm not heard. Rather than yeah. actually, so how many times are we not aware of the energy that's available too? Because in truth, words by definition alone are a limitation. So everywhere that we haven't been willing to perceive, know, be and receive the energy that is required to, uh, like I said, perceive, know, be and receive it. So it's when you're delivering it and it's also when somebody else is talking or, you know, yeah. expressing their point of view in a meeting, etc. And everything at that is time for God being destroyed and uncreated, writing on good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. You know, a couple of tools that I would use too is, especially if you're sort of in some, any sort of thing where you're negotiating or it's like you've sort of got a, 
uh, choose something. You know, it's like can ask a question in your head. <laughs> what's their point of view? <laughs> so if you're asking what's their point of view, you're going to get like this hit, like this download of what their point of view is. Are they true? Like you'll get, are they willing to spend the amount of money that the project is required, or you know, are they willing to make the choices that um, that's required, or do they have more of a smaller world? Like is their world limited? Now, it doesn't mean about going into judgment of any of this. What it is, is you're getting the information yourself. So you're asking, okay, what's their point of view? So you're not trying to work it out by the words that come out of their, um, come out of their mouth. It's like you're literally asking, what's their point of view? And then you can ask, also in your head, ask, okay, so can I change this? It's like, or is this going to work? And it's like, and then if, it, if you get a no, like, can I change this? No, then ask, okay, so when can I change this? And it's like, what do I need to change here? And it's like, learn to sit back also and not talk all the time, especially in a business meeting. It's like, listen and see what everybody else's point of view is. And it's like, when you're asked a question, and it's like, give information. And it's like, or ask questions of others. Because so many times I've seen people going to business meetings and, or even working with their colleagues or their employees, employers, like, you know, the employee is supposed to sort of listen to the employer and the employer is supposed to be right and correct. And it's like, what if it wasn't like that? And it's like, what if you actually learn to listen to everyone and ask questions? If you ask a question, you're going to gain so much more information because a question will always empower you and an answer will disempower. And it's like, how many times? Next time you're in a meeting or even at a dinner table, it's like, have a look at how many times people are functioning from answer rather than questions. And it's like, like you said, it's like, oh, if I say this, they'll like me, or trying to prove that they know something. What if you knew nothing? It's like right now, if you were willing to destroy and create everything you've decided you know about business, times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what if you woke up tomorrow and went, okay, so what do I know about business? What is it that I know about yeah. business that I haven't been willing to acknowledge? And everything it doesn't allow that to show up, that. destroy and uncreate it, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and girls. Well, the thing is, you also, you don't have to ha- have a degree. I mean, of course, if you're going to be a doctor and do heart surgery, it might be good to have studied that. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, you, ha- you, you have to have a degree and study for certain things like that. But it's like, what if you didn't have to have a degree to actually know something and be aware? And it's like, how many lifetimes have you worked in different industries, created different businesses, in this lifetime, you haven't. So you've decided you don't know anything. And it's like the next time, look at anything. Like even if you're walking down the street, have a look at some businesses and just stop for a moment and go, okay, so what do I know about this business? What do I know about retail business? What do I know about marketing? Just because you haven't studied sales and marketing doesn't mean you don't know anything. So it's like have a look around, start asking questions and start empowering yourself to get out of your head of the thinking is thinking and start going with what you know because what you know is far greater than anything else. Absolutely. And you know what's so interesting about, um, I love what you said there, like you don't have to have a degree in different things because I, to me, I get that that's part of your first question, which is why aren't there more people out there creating these amazing businesses or why do people have so many doubts of themselves, whether they can do it or not? And, I mean, when I started my working career straight out of university, I mean, I studied French literature. 
there wasn't much I could do with that in the sense of I could ever become a teacher or, you know what I mean? Like if right. I sat there and thought about it and everyone was like, it sounds good though like, no. when you're having a glass of wine and it's like, oh no, I studied French literature. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Right. Academic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was like, I always knew that like, I never thought that the people that were creating amazing businesses were better than me or worse than me. I was just like, they're aware of something really, really cool, and they love the energy of what they're creating. It seems like there's constant motion and movement. So I just started to ask a lot of questions, and I ended up going to, like, you know, this job interview with everyone, and, they, you know, all the people that were there being interviewed for the job in media, in, you know, economic media, they had economy degrees and all of this stuff. I didn't have any of that, Simone. Like, we, we were given a test with, I think, 25 questions, and I got, like, three out of 25 like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, I had my handbag ready to be kind of just, like, thrown out of the conference room. And they kept me in there because I was the only one that kept asking them questions like, okay, well, what is this? And how do you work with this? And how do you learn more about that? And I remember them saying to me in the interview, you know, like, you don't have a, a degree in this. You don't have a background in economy. Like, why do you think you can do the job? And I said, because you can learn anything if you want to. And And that was just my point of view. And I think that's part of the thing of where, like, when you're trying to get it all perfect and get it right, that's when you've gone into thinking and you're, you know, lining up what you've decided the future should be rather than going, you know what, like these people know something. Why? Because they were born with all those thoughts in their head? No, because they learned it, because they asked questions, you know, and it's like that's a capacity that we all have access to. And I think like if more of us knew or if more kids knew like, hey, I may not know how to do this right now, but what questions do I have to ask so that I can get there? You know, it's certainly more fun than the other option, which would be trying to... Yeah, what choices Yeah, what choices could you be making that you're refusing to make based on that you don't think that you have the, you know, the right degree or the right level of intelligence? And it's like, level of intelligence, and it's like, what does that even mean? It's like, have you not mm-hmm. accessed... So the way that you haven't accessed the intelligence that you truly function from, and maybe it's so different from anybody else and then you've disregarded it because it is different where you destroy and uncreate it. Times of Godzilla and right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. I'd still love to see you in there like in that meeting, them going, you know, what are you here for? You don't have a, you know, a degree, et cetera, or whatever. And you're going, yes, but I, I do have one in French literature. Very important. <laughs> it just sounds good, you know? <laughs> So, so we're going to head off to a break soonish. But what I'd love to uh, talk with you about when we come back from the break, Diva, is about success. Because one of the things mm-hmm. I've noticed is that there's, um, I mean, there's many successful businesses in the world, and even more unsuccessful businesses. So, to have a look at what is success. So we're going to head off to a break, and we'll be joined back with you really soon. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And you're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jolish Hour. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. 
Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, I'm Katrina Kavanagh, host of the I Am Wisdom radio show. I Am Wisdom is about the connection between mind work and energy work, spirituality and living a wonderful life. Looking forward to sharing each Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with you. Have you bought into the idea that you have to work hard for your money, that business is hard? I will share some dynamic access consciousness tools to get you out of your own way so you can create a business that actually succeeds. Join me, Simone Millicis, on The Joy of Business at 4 p.m. Mondays Eastern. The Conscious Parenting Radio Show provides inspiration and resources for loving, empowering, and respecting your children and yourself. Join me, Timothy, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time as we consciously explore proven ways of living together in happiness, health, and harmony. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. 
everybody. Welcome back to Joy of Business with Simone Millicent, your host, and joined here with David Diaz. And we're talking about is thinking, thinking up your business. Now, before we left for the break, one of the things that we started to mention was about success because what we were talking about is, I mean, there's a lot of successful businesses in the world. There's a lot of uh, people that I actually, I think, are... I truly admire and I think are hilarious the way they've actually created their businesses as well. And there's also a lot of unsuccessful businesses in the world. So one of the things we wanted to talk about is what is success? So what's success to you, Diva? What do you see it as? I, um, it's interesting. If you'd asked me this question five years ago, I would have said having a big company making lots of money and some kind of like status, like people seeing you and being like, yes, congratulations, and you're all shaking hands, like wearing suits, like good job, pat on the back. <laughs> and now now I realize that for me success is actually being excited every morning when I wake up and doing something that's so creative and seeing a business that it's thriving in its own way, which I guess what I mean by that is, you know, it's like every business is so different and I know that that's like a really obvious statement but at the same time it's kind of not it's like the way that I see it is that you have taught in this reality like okay you're supposed to do business this way a successful business is if you're making enough money to have a really nice car and blah 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 but the way that I see it is like each business has an energy of its own which if you're following that energy can create that business as being really successful in its field or or just in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, do you know what? I, I want to comment on your the first part that you said because it's true. It's like how many people – I mean, I always thought that too. It's like you had to wear a tie, you know. <laughs> it's like, and I'm a girl. <laughs> but it's like that, that the corporate world is was the successful business. And I remember at one stage when I was living in Sydney, Australia, and I was – at that stage I was going over to India and Nepal and Thailand and I was bringing goods back and I was selling them at the markets, you know, and I wasn't wholesaling them. I was just retailing them at the market, Saturdays and Sundays. And I would walk away with anywhere from three to $8,000 a week. And I didn't really have that many overheads, you know. I mean, it was a full-on hours working on the weekend, but then I would be off all week. And my friends used to say to me, when are you going to get a real job? And I was like, a real job? And I remember sitting there thinking <laughs> – Wow. But I could perceive all of their judgments like I was earning more money than them. I had more time, quote-unquote, off. Like, we lived right near the beach, so I'd always be at the beach during the week and I had this great tan and, you know, and they'd be going off to the corporate world and doing that. And there's nothing wrong with the corporate world, but it's like if you make the corporate world an answer or you make the corporate world a success, then where are you willing to receive success in other areas? So everywhere that you've decided success is corporate – and corporate is success, will you destroy and uncreate it? Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I mean, one of my favorite businesses is, well, Richard Branson. I love Richard Branson. I think he's fantastic in a lot of the ways that he'll create a business. And I look at um, Virgin Airways. Now, in Australia, we had Qantas Airways. We had another one called Ansett years and years and years ago. And Ansett went, Ansett went bust, right? And we've only got 23 million people in the whole of Australia. So a lot of the point of view was that Australia couldn't really handle two airlines, you know, local domestic airlines there. Um, really grateful that Richard Branson was not willing to listen to that. And how many times do you listen to other people's points of views rather than actually follow what you know? And he started Virgin Blue. 
Now, he started, because Qantas actually started to, you know, put their prices up because they could charge anything domestically. It's like there was no one else flying. So Virgin Blue came in, you know, with their sort of humorous enthusiasm and, you know, had prices that were reasonable and then Qantas actually had to reduce their prices and they ended up um, uh, creating a sort of more budget sort of airline as well. So now there's like, you know, three or four airlines that you can choose within Australia and it's like, it's it was Richard Branson and his team sort of choosing that not based on what everybody else was projecting and created that success. Now, the yeah. other thing that I also noticed is I love the way, if you've ever been on a Virgin Airlines flight, like in Virgin Blue, and it's like, you know, most airlines, you, you know, you're giving the, you know, what do you call it, you know, when the hosties are sort of saying, you know, we're going off now, here's the emergency, you know, here's follow the red lights, here's your emergency doors and mm-hmm. and that whole thing. If there's a loss of oxygen, this thing comes down and that, and they're very serious about it. If you Have you ever been on a Virgin um, flight when they're like, <laughs> I mean, I've ever been on one with this guy and this thing comes down and he's pretending to put it on his mouth and then he's pretending to be choked by it and, you know, they'll sing happy birthday to people <laughs> on the plane or, you know, they'll make these jokes. Like they've all got to have a joke repertoire. Um, on the plane and it's like that would not be considered being you know corporate or being serious or being this sort of success image and it's like whereas where have you decided that it has to be serious to be successful rather than the humor of success it's like the lightness of that. success yeah so everything Absolutely. is done because it's like and uncreate it right and i'm good about pop and pot online shorts well you know i love what you said that it was Richard Branson's, like, enthusiasm that came in and kind of just, like, brought this new energy to it. Because to me, actually, that's such a trait of, like, a successful business. It's like, even if you look at the businesses that kind of live on after their founders and creators have died, they're the ones that have, like, that lease of life that is constantly moving. Um, You know, even Apple is a great example of that. I mean, obviously, it's changed since Steve Jobs died, but... You know, it's like that energy where it's like, let's do this for the fun of creating, not to prove anything, not just for the money. You know, of course, creating a business includes the money too, but it's like enjoying what you're doing and, and create from that, which is one of the things that I love that Access always says, which is that thing that for you is so easy that you think has no value is the one thing that will probably create, you know, create the most successful thing that you can ever imagine. And I remember for so many years being like, you know, starting to realize that actually what I thought was so wrong with me, which is that I couldn't stop thinking. I had all this chaos in my head. I would get overexcited about like the most random, silly thing that wasn't very funny to anyone else, but was hilarious to me. I realized that when I create from that energy, <laughs> you know, and I actually like expand on that, that's a, those are the projects, those are the ideas that actually get instituted, get put out into the world that have that energy of fun which is what attracts people. It's like, do you want to go into the cafe where the, you know, all the coffees are lined up and everyone's like unhappy, like, you know, just doing their job because they have to get it done? Or do you want to go into the one that's perhaps, you know, a little bit messier or not as perfect as it should be, but there's this real energy of fun and invitation and they're just kind of, you know, just unapologetically there and present with what they're creating. Um, so, yeah, if I exactly. can, yeah, it's kind of like... <laughs> Well, you know, Gary Douglas says that what is the purpose of life was to have fun. And it's like, that was yeah. the be- one of the best things that I've ever heard. Because, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've sat around 
you know, with different people years and years ago discussing what the purpose of life was. And, it, and everybody always came up with this thing of like, oh, I'm here to help people or to help the animals or help the poor or help the something or help the victims, you know. And it's like, what if that wasn't it? It's like, what if the purpose of yeah. life was to have fun? And what if you had had fun and are you having fun in your business? And what if that created more success? Like, you're right, Dave. Yeah. It's like, how many, I mean, if you're going shopping, it's like, how many retail shops do you walk into? And it's like, when they're like, sort of sad and morose, and it's like, well, don't pay you any attention. It's like, it's not as much fun. Whereas when you walk into a shop mm-hmm. and someone like, I don't know, they might be singing or they're just like, you know, they're jovial and in greeting you and genuinely happy. And it's like, that's the sort of business that you wish to deal with. I mean, I remember going to India years ago when I used to import from there, and I literally used to call it, I mean, my business was called Good Vibes for You, but I literally used to call it the vibe. I would look for the vibe because I was, you know, you walk down a street and if you've ever been to India, it's like, it's, it's hilarious the way, you know, in one street they all sell, like say if you're looking for bedspreads, there's like 30 shops that sell exactly the same bedspreads and I was always like, now why did someone come in here with a different business smack in the middle of all these bedspreads? But it's like bedspread street, you know, and then there's furniture street and it's like, you know, Jewelry Street, like that's just the way they do it. But I'd always want to do business with the person who is willing to look, um, to do business with me today and in the future as well, who is willing to look at the success that we could have now and in the future. So rather than this place of, you know, well, how much money are you going to give me today? So I always used to look for the vibe of who is that person who's actually willing to, I guess, almost play with me and see what we can create. And it's like, what if that was more what success was about? And it's like, how many people, you know, calibrate the success based on the amount of money they have in their bank account or the amount of clients that show up that week or that day? Mm -hmm. And it's like the amount of money that you put in the till that week. And it's like, what if it wasn't about that? What if every time you do that and you calibrate it based on the amount of money or anything like that, you destroy other future possibilities that can show up? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's also, it's like, by even by looking at those things, I used to think that the more that I looked at the amount of money in my bank account, the amount of meetings that I've managed to schedule for that week with, like, very important people or whatever, I used to think that the more that I thought about it, somehow it was going to change it, and it never actually did. Like, what I realized <laughs> is the one thing that changed it was like, you know, it's like I would sit there and I'd ponder it and I'd look at it and I'd discuss it and I'd contemplate it and I'd, you know, like all the different ways that you can interact with that particular situation, I would do. But it wasn't until I started asking questions that that was what actually would change something and not necessarily fix that situation, but create something different. Because it's like, I love when you, when you just said that, you know, like, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? To me, it's like, what if the purpose of business is to have fun? Like, why else would you have a business if it isn't fun? And it doesn't mean that you create a business where you, like, you know, dress people up as clowns. It doesn't mean that, like, that's the fun of it. Like, it has to be hilarious. But something that's fun for you, you know, like, it could be that, you know, doing Excel spreadsheets is really fun for you. Um, well, it <laughs> is. Like, well, I love an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was thinking of Google Docs because Simone and I both work with Google Docs and it's so funny because to me it's so fun. The other day I was showing someone how to use it and I was showing them the formulas and they were like, wow, 
you're so excited about this, it actually makes it easier for me to learn. And I'm like, but it's so awesome. Like, it just calculates it for you, you know. <laughs> but it's like that energy, I didn't realize is the energy that creates, not the energy of overthinking something as though that's going to change something. I love that, Diva. So, yeah. so we're going to head to a break soon. But what I'd love to ask you some questions and tools and if we, you know, give some pragmatic tools on the energy of creation. Instead of thinking. So we'll join you soon. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. For people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection, try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Hi, this is Sylvia Henderson, intuitive life coach and energy healer. Are you ready to elevate and rise way above your normal? Be sure to listen to my show, Intuitive Transformations, on Own Times Radio, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get the inspiration you need to transform your life. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.ohmtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Hi, this is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. (laughs) 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Joy of Business. You're joined with uh, David Diaz and Simone Millicent, your host. And we're talking about business, of course, because this is the Joy of Business show. <laughs> but we're talking about mainly, like, is uh, thinking, thinking up your business. I mean, one of the things that I love Gary Douglas said years ago is, if you're thinking, you're stinking. So what does that mean? And it's like, basically, it's like, don't overthink anything. It's like, what if you could actually create from a really different so one of the questions that I asked you earlier, Deva, actually, was what makes it so that many people in the world think that they're not capable of creating what they desire? What do you think traps them with that? I think nobody shows us how to actually create. I have to, like, I mean, before I discovered Access, I was like, okay, which formula can I use to create? So I would go and I would try and, like, duplicate or copy what other people had done. It's like, oh, this person did this business by making this phone call having this business contact and, you know, but it was always like a copying or a duplication of what already existed because I was, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I'm sure it's probably true for everyone too. It's not like in school or even in university, you're given the awareness that you have a level of knowing and a level of awareness that will create your business in a way that's different than anything else, which is what actually to me creates a success. It's like Richard Branson didn't go out and follow a formula, neither did Steve Jobs. You know, they actually went with what they knew. Um, and for me, it's like, yeah, it's pretty much that. It's like, what would it be like if we all functioned from what we knew? And we've been talking about going with you knowing instead of um, thinking it out, you know, think it out, think it out. Yeah. No, don't think it out, think it out. And it's like, Let's, let's function from your knowing. And it's like, so one of the things that you said, which I'd love to sort of touch more on, is when people start looking at how to create. So it's like, if you're coming out of the not the how, and it's like, what is creation from knowing? Yeah. Um, that's such a great question. Um, and it's funny, because even as you speak, I'm like, oh, there are so many things in my head, and there's like this chaos that is constantly occurring. And for me... That chaos before used to be something that would really like hinder me. Like I would, I would almost be like overwhelmed. Like oh my god, I can't do this. Like I just don't have any ideas. But what I've realized with the tools of access is like if you start asking questions like what do I know here? Like what can I create? What am I capable of? And just start getting really really clear on the energies that you would like to create in your business. Which sounds kind of weird, but if I can explain it, it's it's kind of like. Say so if you're going to start a coffee shop business, which apparently is my business. You must need a coffee at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, in this reality or in society or whatever you want to call it, like we're taught that you're supposed to have an idea of, okay, I want to sell 500 coffees a month. Like to me, that never made sense. Like I didn't even know what that was about. But what I did always know was I would love to wake up every morning being really happy. I would love for people to come to my coffee shop and just be like in fits of laughter when they leave. I want them to be, you know, finding the coffee so delicious that they just have to come back and recommend it to all their friends. And what I realized with Access was that that was actually becoming very, very clear on the energy that I wanted as my business. And I had misidentified that, and I thought that I, I had to become very clear on the thought process of what was required to get that, or, you know, even the words or the order of things. Um, is this hmm. kind of... Rather than just creating. Yeah, no, look, yeah, I mean, we've been traveling around now for like, 
almost six weeks around Europe, like I said, doing Joy Business classes and also with Gary, Douglas and Dane here doing their classes. And one of the things that Brendan, my partner and I have noticed <laughs> is that there's a lot of things obviously around the world that we don't have at home in Australia. And one of the things that we love is really nice wine, like some really good quality wine. So we were talking about it the other day going, you know, what if we created a business of you know, actually importing uh, wines into Australia from, or even other goods as well, like making it a, a business of, you know, really nice stuff. So it's like you're supplying to really nice restaurants or people like us who would go home and we would definitely make, you know, an order of some really nice Brunellos and, and Amarone wines from Italy, you know. And it's like, or some beautiful Chardonnays from France. And it's like, you know, it's, so we were like, okay, so what do we need to do here? This business doesn't need to be started overnight and it also it doesn't need to occur. But it was it's been really fun playing with it and asking questions. So the first thing we did was we started taking photos of all the labels of wines that we were drinking that we thought were fabulous. And then it's like, okay, so let's go home and just see, do they actually exist there? Because I don't think they do. And then we've got, you know, people that we're friends with in Europe that, we're, that know a lot about wines or have contacts and we're like, oh, we could talk to them. And it's like, you know, yesterday at lunch I was just chatting to one of them about the possibility and he's like, yeah, it's a great idea. So there's no conclusion for what it looks like. We just kept sort of playing with it. I mean, I love, I mean, Brennan is a fabulous cook and it's like, you know, we, I remember once when he ordered all this steak online and I get a knock at the door and this guy hands me these two boxes that are cold and I'm like, what's this? And he goes, only the most expensive steak in Australia. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, and I didn't even know he did order it all. So it's all in the in the freezer, all these frozen, you know, beautiful bits of steak. And it's like, you know, we would get, he loves truffles. So it's like, when do you get truffles in? So it's like, start looking at what you like as well. And it's like, what if we did end up creating a business that, you know, actually started in five years' time or two years' time or six months, whatever it is, and you started by even just importing two, you know, two different brands of wine or something like that. So it's like, but it's the, the fun that we're having in the creation of it and in finding out more about the wines that we love and all that sort of stuff, it, like I said, it might come into fruition and it might not. And it's like, there's another example of um, recently in Noosa, Australia, I was where I go and get a local massage. I walked past this beauty salon and it's for sale. And it just kept hitting me in the back of the head, like this, you know, these beauty salons for sale. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Which is a question. And I started asking questions about it. And Brennan's mum is a beautician. And we sort of started talking about, oh, could we buy this beauty salon and could this work out, you know. And so it was interesting to see, like, we don't have a conclusion about it. Now, um, Brennan's mum started to go to a conclusion that this is it or we have to buy a beauty salon. So we eventually went, look, this person, they weren't taking the price that we were offering and we are like, we're not vested in the outcome of having a beauty salon. That's not where we were coming from. There was something about this, the energy of it, that was knocking us in the back of the head. And even last night, Brendan said to me, you know what, I was thinking how we were looking at buying a beauty salon. What if it wasn't that? What if it was a place that we had that was a place where people could go and get their bars run? Now, your bars is an access consciousness process that there's 32 different points on your head that when you touch, it sort of, it starts to eliminate all these places that you're, you know, freaking out from thinking and thinking and all the judgments and the thoughts, feelings and emotions you have. And it creates a sense of peace. And we're like, oh, what if we actually had a place of business that people could go get their bars run? So we started talking about it last night. And we're like, all right, well, let's look at it when we get home and see what's, 
what's required. But this is the creation. It's like we may never have a wine business. We may have a very successful wine yeah. business. I think if we bought a winery, it would probably just run at a loss. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about well, friends you know, coming along. <laughs> but I love what you're saying because... I think, I mean, this, and our conversation is like such a great example of like, you know, the creative people out in the world that feel like they can't create a business because, you know, we've been talking about asking questions, asking questions, but I guess the piece of information that would be missing for anyone who's listening and is brand new to these tools is that asking questions isn't so that you can get the answer or the recipe for how to do it. Asking questions is like Simone was saying where it's like, oh, you know, this uh, beauty salon is kind of like knocking me in the back of the head. What is that? And then you get an awareness, and it could be that you have a conversation with someone, or it could be that you walk past a shop and you see something else that kind of, you know, gives you an idea. Um, and that was a piece that I, I love so much, you know, about being in the question, um, that access tool of like never coming to conclusion about anything, because that's that's actually true creation. You know, it's like we're taught that like true creation is to get the correct ingredients before you started baking the cake so you need to know the quantities you need to know the exact you know how many eggs how much flour to have you need to have it all prepared before you even begin so that you can know what the final product is but that's not true creation that's true creation in this reality so everywhere that you've decided that true creation is actually having the recipe ready (laughs) so that you can have your final product where you know exactly what it's going to look like can we just destroy and uncreate all of that Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, call, nine, shots, boys and beyond. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's not creation. Like, creation is like a constant movement of energy where everything is constantly expanding. Or at least, to me, it is that anyway. <laughs> well, no, but that's what, that's what we're trying to actually give people here. Because it's like, and you can ask, and it's like, okay, will this be fun for me? That's a question. Yeah. And it's like, will this make yeah. me money? That's a question. Will this add to my life? That's a question. And it's like, so you keep playing with it. But the thing that I see too, Diva, is how many times do you come up with these ideas? I mean, we've spoken about a winery. We've spoken about importing wine. We've spoken about a beauty salon. We've spoken about, you know, opening up a bar center. It's like, these are all these different things. If they don't come into fruition, it's like, how often do you receive judgment of like, oh, they're just always talking about stuff but never doing anything. And it's like, rather than, no, these are creations. We might create this in 20 years' time. But the energy that we are asking questions now can actually allow the universe to assist and every other possibility to show up to allow that to come into fruition. So right now, everywhere that you've had these fantastic ideas and you've been talking about creating, yet just because it hasn't come into fruition, you choose to go to judgment or conclusion and by other people's projections rather than go with what you know where you destroy and uncreate it. Time to go, Jillian. Right (laughs) and wrong, good and bad. Pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Diva, we are almost at the end of our show, which is very sad Mm. because it's been fun talking to you and I would love to have you on another show. Um, So right now, if someone wants to find you, uh, book a session with you, anything like that, it's like, where can they find you? They can go to divadiaz.com or to divadiaz.accessconsciousness.com to see the schedule of upcoming classes. Awesome. And one of the things that Diva sort of specializes in is she does these two-day classes on autism, OCD, autistic, and it's called X-Men. We've all seen the X-Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the X-Men classes. So, and she gives some great tools. So if you've got anyone in your life, which is probably you, <laughs> that functions from any of those places and, and, and finds it hard to sort of 
you know, function in this reality. And it's like she's got some great tools, some great awarenesses, some great stories that can create more freedom in your life so that you actually can have fun. Because what is the purpose of life was to have fun. So thank you so much, Diva, for joining me here on The Joy of Business on On Time. And I look forward to you coming on again sometime. Me too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.